Facebook News tab launches in the U.S. Snap's Partner Summit brings features to brands and creators, and Facebook gives users the controls over misinformation. It's Monday, June 22nd, 2020. All that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 411 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 411 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and yeah, I took... I. It's been a couple of weeks, did not get an episode done last week, just uh, too much got in the way. So this episode is going to cover the last two weeks of stories. So let's talk first about Facebook's news tab. So Facebook's updated news tab, well, it's available in the United States after being in testing since October and being long awaited long before that. The feature has been talked about for quite some time. Unlike previous news efforts by Facebook, this tab includes a dedicated local news section as well as content from select a select group of publishers who have been vetted by Facebook's human team through an effort called the News Page Index. So this News Page Index, it, it's a set of guidelines to make curation choices at the discretion of the team without Facebook's involvement. As long as they adhere to those guidelines, Facebook has no say in the publishers that are chosen for it. Publishers, they do need a sizable audience as well as a record that meets integrity standards to be featured in the tab. Currently, the tab is actually pretty difficult to find, so there's no telling how content that is vetted to be in the tab will perform against unvetted content that still shows up in the news feed. And that's something that that's one of the reasons this news tab was invented or was in, implemented was to prevent the spread of misinformation. But if you can't find the news tab, well, that unvetted information still makes its way onto the Facebook platform. So it's difficult to evaluate this current effort without really taking Facebook's previous steps and missteps into account when it comes to news. Most recently, Facebook has come under fire for allowing misinformation on its platform from President Trump. Beyond that, Facebook's advertising business, as well as the news feed, is at least partially to blame for the struggling journalism industry, particularly the decline of local news. This time, however, I mean, Facebook appears to be making the right moves. It's vetting sources and local news. It is playing a prominent role. Now, what Facebook needs to do is they need to promote it. They need to get users to engage with it. The steps that Facebook's taken are only good if people actually use the service. All right, let's jump to our next story and talk about Snap because... Snap held its second annual partner summit via video last week, and it was pretty much jam-packed with announcements. There were, however, a few that really stood out. The first has to do with Snap's content plans for the Discover tab. Snap announced multi-year extensions with premium content providers like Disney, Viacom, CBS, and NBC Universal to create premium content. 
for Discover. The premium content also includes scripted and unscripted originals. This this new content, it's being paired with the launch of a new ad format called First Commercial. This gives brands an unskippable six-second ad right before any show. When when new, new streaming services are rolling out left and right, we have Quibi launching with the promise of a bite-sized mobile video. It's worth noting that Snap's already delivering on all of this, and that's probably why daily time spent with Discover, it's grown 35% year over year, according to Snap. Snap also launched a new effort called Mini. So Minis are these these third-party apps. They can live within the chat section of the Snapchat app, letting users do everything from order movie tickets to compare their schedules. Uh, developers can can start creating minis for chat now, but for brands, the opportunities for developing e-commerce and customer service experiences, they seem like pretty low-hanging fruit for the new feature. The move lets Snapchat become a far more robust app. And lastly, Snap continues to invest heavily in lenses. And its biggest announcement from the event is a new voice-activated lens that can be turned on just by saying, commanding the Snapchat platform to perform an action like change your hair color. The camera within Snapchat, it's, it's also now smarter. It has the ability to identify different types of dogs as well as plants. Snapchat's clearly not deviating from being a camera company, but but it is certainly expanding into other territories like premium content and apps. They're doing some pretty interesting things, even while while Facebook and Instagram continue to to copy them, Snap's doing playing a completely other game in terms of integrating apps into its into its chat app and doing a lot more with lenses. All right, let's talk about our last story of this week. Uh, this one has to do with Facebook and misinformation. So Facebook's come under fire over recent weeks over its handling or lack of handling misinformation shared on its platform. Mark Zuckerberg, he has stated he has no intention really of moderating political information, but in an op-ed, he announced that users will now have the ability to turn off political ads. The functionality, it's enabled by clicking an ad a user sees or through the app's ad setting. It's not exactly intuitive or easy, but the option is there. So users now have the responsibility to turn off the spread of misinformation in their own feeds. Facebook also announced that it's launching new efforts to drive voter turnout with a voting information center. It tells people how to vote, where to vote, how to register, and how to vote by mail. Facebook's taken a really different stance than Twitter, than Snapchat, which have each taken steps to curb messages on their platforms that glorify violence and spread misinformation, to a degree at least, even when it comes to limiting the reach or limiting the content with tags uh, from the president of the United States. If Facebook's anything, it's, it's consistent because it's proven that if politicians are willing to pay, it's not going to filter that message. There have been pages that have said the same things as President Trump, and those pages were immediately shut down. So uh, the op-ed, it, it's unsurprising in most respects. While it talks about doing the right thing, its approach to doing that is by putting control in the hands of users. Facebook wants to take no responsibility, so it's taking none. This week, however, to its credit, it did remove 80 ads placed by the Trump campaign that used images associated with Nazism. So there is a line. It's not a bold move, but at least Facebook showed there is a line somewhere. In contrast, though, Twitter continues to place labels on Trump's tweets, including this week when it identified a video shared by the president as manipulated media. 
All right, that's it for the week's main stories. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened over the last couple of weeks that I didn't discuss earlier. So if there was any doubt as to TikTok's role in, as an entertainment platform, that should be set aside. Time spent with TikTok by kids ages 4 to 15 is now 80 minutes per day compared to YouTube's 85 minutes per day, according to a new study of 60,000 families based in the U.S., U.K., and Spain conducted by Custodio. Uh, time spent with YouTube has declined slightly as it's lost some share to TikTok. That still seems like quite a bit of time spent per day, and that's because it is. Kids actually watch twice as many videos per day as they did just four years ago. Twitter may be working to bring back the request verification process that was paused in 2017 after a request verification field was discovered in the Twitter app. Twitter has not confirmed that this process will be coming back, but its citing makes the possibility more real than ever. When asked in 2018 whether or not the verification process would return, Twitter said its focus was on election integrity. The next time you retweet an article without reading it, Twitter may prompt you to think twice with, with an alert asking if you, you'd like to read before you tweet. The goal is to encourage more mindful sharing and to curb the spread of misinformation. Speaking of Twitter, its like feature can feel a bit limiting, so Twitter's experimenting with giving users the ability to react to tweets with an emoji. Similar to Facebook's reactions, Twitter would let users react with laughter faces, shock, and other emotions. Twitter has tested a feature like this before, so there's no telling if this is actually going to manifest into anything official. Facebook's acquisition of Giphy is under investigation by the UK's antitrust authority, the British Competition and Markets Authority. It's investigating whether or not the acquisition leads to, quote, substantial lessening of competition within any market or markets in the United Kingdom for goods or services, unquote. Facebook has since halted integrating Giphy into its services until the investigation is complete. Facebook has launched a new update for game streamers. Now, any creator who has 250 returning weekly viewers will be able to turn on fan subscriptions. This gives followers the option of pledging a monthly donation in exchange for digital perks. It's also launching live ads, which will place a pre-roll unit image ad or a pre-roll unit image ad below the stream or a mid-roll ad in the video. The revenue is shared with creators. Spotify has brought video ads to its self-serve ad platform, Ad Studio. So this has allowed advertisers to upload a script in the past that Spotify would produce for them, an audio script. Now, advertisers can upload scripts to get simple videos as well. Twitter's launched a new feature, Audio Tweets. This, is the, this gives users the ability to... Uh, this, this ability is available only to a few iOS users, but all users will be getting it over the next few weeks. And what it does is it, it lets users record themselves for up to 140 seconds per tweet. If you record longer, a new tweet is automatically generated. Now, you might be asking why. Well, Twitter hopes to add, quote, conversational nuances, unquote, that can be lost in text in a text-based medium. That being said, it may also make tracking misinformation and harmful content that much more difficult. Spotify is inking a Spotify inking new podcast deals. Well, that's nothing new, but but this new one I'm particularly excited about because it's tapping into the narrative-based podcast 
by partnering with Warner Brothers to bring DC Comics stories to life. That means Spotify users will soon see scripted audio series around characters like Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. Kim Kardashian West is also developing a podcast in partnership with Spotify about criminal justice. Google's launched a new service called Keen, which is a bit of a new take on on Pinterest plus Google Alerts. It uses human collaboration and machine learning to help users curate content around a specific topic. You select an interest and Keen builds a board for you. And these collections, they can be private or public. And lastly, YouTube is working to make video ads more shoppable with a new direct response ad unit that places product images directly below an ad. So that way users can click through to make a purchase. Businesses need to sync with Google's Merchant Center to enable the feature. All right, that's it for episode 411 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I do want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at T Wigert. That's T W I E G E R T. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.